hour number two of The Blitz starts right now. Live here on 1340 AM, 105.7 FM. Live in your Fan Run Radio app. That's free wherever you get your apps. We're also live in the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter feed, the video feed, that is. If you want to go watch along at home, you can. And we're live in the Fox Sports Knoxville web browser as well. Sam, let's get hour two started with an opening drive. All right, first down. It's uh, it's that time of the year. And I'm not talking about conference tournaments. And I'm not talking about March. What are you talking March about? March Madness. I'm talking about the time of the year where we measure players and then freak out about mm. said measurements. The most wonderful time of the year. Combine season. Combine season. Absolutely. Uh, Bryce Young got measured. His real height? It's not even his real height. He's still shorter than that. You think he's still shorter than that? Uh, guarantee. Is this not as... Is this not as... Uh, I mean, I guess... We still have the combine official height, right? I guess, yeah. Either way, we got we got word of an official height for Bryce Young yesterday. It's been speculated about for quite a long time. Probably going to be if he's not the first quarterback taken. The reason why, but. Todd McShay kind of brought this up yesterday. Uh, he measured at 5'10 and a half and 195 pounds. Yeah. I, th- I still think he's shorter. I really do. I do, too. I mean, I, I, I do, too. I mean, he's shorter than Russell Wilson. He's shorter than Kyler Murray. He's shorter than Drew Brees. And he's 10 to 15 pounds lighter than all three of those guys. And... You know, sometimes I do really think that, like, we make too big of a deal out of certain aspects with with prospects, physicality and size, and you know, sometimes we don't we don't look at the intangibles enough, just the the, the football ability enough, the ability to play. And you know, I'm not I'm not as worried about his height, and and as it relates to him being able to to successfully throw the football and to successfully like see over the line. You know, I think he's demonstrated in college that his vision has never been really an issue for him. You know, he's a he's a great maneuver in the pocket. He has great vision. You know, he, he he's great at extending plays. And, and I don't I don't know if the height will be that big of an issue in that regard. I'm just worried about his durability too. Mm-hmm. I mean, 195 pounds at 5'10 is just not enough to last in the NFL. We've already seen him suffer shoulder injury like this, this past year. With a measure, uh, with Bryce Young being five ten, I don't think you can draft him first overall. I would just be way too scared to draft him first overall. And you know, you heard some analysts talking yesterday. You heard Kuiper. You've heard McShay, and it really starts to seem like it, it's starting to seem like it's trending that way too. It, it really does seem like it's trending the direction that Bryce Young won't be the first quarterback taken. Which again, you know, that changes fluctuates so much in this this early 
part of March before we even get into you know to April and deep into April in the NFL draft. But I, I wouldn't take Bryce Young. Jim Irsay will. Jim Irsay is taking Will Levis, dude. There's there's <laughs> no way. If Will Levis tells Jim Irsay that he wants his, to be a Colt, if Will if Will, if, if Will Levis just tells Jim Irsay that like. He enjoys a few bells too hearted on the weekend. Like that's gonna be enough for Jim Irsay <laughs> to draft him. I hope so. I hope so. But Bryce Young, five ten. That's no bueno. Maybe five ten. Maybe five. He might be five. I still don't believe it. I still think he's five nine. Stetson Bennett was like towering over him in the national shit. In the uh, yeah, like in that picture they've got of them. Uh, I, can, I just not I, SEC championship last year's uh, title game. The guy just looks at least two inches taller than him. Yeah. And Bennett's like 5'11". The way I really see it is like, I shouldn't be able to have an ex-girlfriend that's taller than the first pick in the draft. Period. Maybe he won't be the first. Then that's a that's better. But Second pick in the draft, is that okay? It needs to be outside the top, top two or three. Okay. Second down. Second down... Uh, the New York Giants have officially cut Kenny Galladay. That experiment officially over. Kenny Galladay had some high expectations coming in. Signed a $72 million deal after playing some great football over there in Detroit. Turned out that Matthew Stafford might be uh, might be a big reason behind Kenny Galladay's production or... He just signed that $72 million and kind of called it, a, called it a day. Had 43 receptions for 602 yards and a touchdown. That's, uh, that's pretty expensive. Let's see what he got paid per yard. $119, almost $120,000 per yard. That's painful for the Giants. 113,000 per yard, you said? Almost 120. Almost 119,000 per yard. Let's extrapolate that out now for Justin Jefferson. Okay, Justin Jefferson. Let's look up his stats on the on the season. He would have made 232 million dollars. <laughs> 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 if Justin Jefferson got paid per yard at the rate Kenny Galladay did, Justin Jefferson would be making a, a measly $232 million. Nice little, like, quarterback contract. <laughs> a year. Just a year. Just a year. Yeah, just a just a bad, a bad contract there from the Giants. I'm sure they're glad to get him off the books. Uh, they'll be looking for receiver help for sure. I'd take a chance on Kenny Galladay. I probably would too. Uh, I bet he's he'll real be cheap dirt now. cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you're paying a little bit less than 119,000 a yep. yard now. Yep. And he's got a good size. He's. A, I mean, he's got so much potential. I really thought Kenny Galladay would be good. Uh, for, for a team like the Titans, though. Why not take a flyer? On, on one hand, why not take a flyer? You're low on money and could use receiver help. Like, why not snag someone cheap that you've seen had talent? And then on the other hand, like, why are you taking a flyer? (laughs) Running low on money, you know, why would you waste it taking a flyer on someone? I could see that going either way. Yeah. Third down, Tony Vitello and the base falls. They went toe to toe with the NCAA. Came out 
They said no, sir. Victorious. Yeah. Really? Uh, Tony Vitello done with his suspension. Tennessee announced Monday that Tony Vitello will not be additionally suspended and that Maui Ahuna has been cleared by the NCAA to return. Investigation into the recruitment of the shortstop led to the discovery of NCAA violations, which Vitello fully cooperated with. Um, he's expected to make his debut today. Ahuna is. And for Tony, you know, it worked out. He, again, pretty much self-imposed his own suspension, uh, hoping for NCAA leniency. Uh, I think at a point, you know, I, the landscape of the NCAA is so different. I think it's hard to levy severe punishments for, for things like this currently because it is so chaotic out there. You know, if, if, if the same events transpired in 2015 instead of 2023 like you might be looking at a situation where tony's out for 20 games you might be looking at a situation where ahuna's never really ruled eligible but mm -hmm. you know credit to the vols for I, I think ultimately with this entire situation having a pretty decent plan of attack and uh despite how weird i think the start of the season has felt you've made it now three plus two plus three seven Eight games in, you've made it eight games in, and here you are with a midweek game against Charleston Southern, ranked number three in the country, and you have everybody. Still waiting to get Camden Sewell back from the soreness that he's working through, going through a throwing program right now, same with Wyatt Evans, but in general, got everyone back, and, and now we can start to speculate, you know, what could that lineup look like with Ohuna in it? I, I think... One through six is gonna is gonna be some sort of combination uh, of Christian Moore, Jared Dickey, Blake Berg, Zane Denton, Maui Ahuna, and Griffin Merritt. If I had to guess, six. if I had to guess, I would say it's probably based on what we've seen so far. I think it's probably gonna be more Christian Moore in leadoff still, uh, or in leadoff, Jared Dickey hitting second, Blake Berg third, somewhere in that range. More with that. Uh, You know, ability to draw walks, ability to get on base. Dickey, just pure hitter. Um, and then I could see Denton, you know, hitting in like the five hole. Or, mm. I mean, excuse me, Ahuna hitting in like the five hole. And, and then, the, you know, with Merritt after him, and then you could put Stark and, and Drayling or, or Taylor, who else behind him. You know, that kind of allows you to reset your order and basically have a second one, two, three almost at, at five, six, seven. Um, I could also see Ahuna jumping up in the lineup and one of either Moore or Dickey moving back. Yeah, but I was thinking maybe Moore moves back. But If I were setting this lineup, if I'm not just trying to guess the lineup, but if I were in charge of making this lineup, I would have Christian Moore lead off, Jared Dickey hit second. I would have Ahuna hit third. And then I would have Burke hit cleanup. And then slide I would go down in the lineup. I would slide Denton down and, and go Denton Merritt. Have a strong bat in the back end of that lineup. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah. either way, I mean, you're you're gonna have strong bats now throughout this lineup. Mm -hmm. um, think Cal Stark probably gonna DH for right now. It feels like more often than not. I still think I, I like drilling more than some of the other outfielders. I still think he's gonna kind of hold down an outfield spot by the end of it. Still a lot to sort out, and, and we're gonna see a lot of different 
combinations of lineups, I think, especially in that bottom three. But good to have Ahuna back. Sam, wrap us up with fourth down. Fourth down, uh, the Bills' defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, is going to be taking the 2023 season off from coaching. Uh, the Bills announced that. A little bit of a weird announcement. Uh, they said he does plan to return for the 2024 season. Little, I don't know. It just kind of some weird timing there for a for a DC to uh, you know decide to take the year off. A lot of a lot of candidates are kind of off the board by now. If you're if you're looking for a DC, or the top ones that you might have thought were open are are not going to be there anymore. So that Bills defense is going to be searching for a new DC. Uh, he'd been there since uh, Sean McDermott was hired, 2017. Since then, the Bills defense has been one of the best in the league. Uh, since 2017, they've led the league in yards allowed and have been second in takeaways. 20.4 points per game allowed in that five-year stretch. I was shocked by this. Uh, older guy, you know, not definitely not surprising, I guess, but... You would think for someone that age to like take a year off and then come back again. Why not just retire? The timing, yeah, the yeah, timing, the timing is, is, so is very strange. And again, the, the year off part is weird. You seem like you're kind of screwing your team over a little bit there. By I did not see this. I, so I completely missed this. Weird. I I want to say this, but it could end up sounding ridiculous. Say it. <laughs> I have a weird feeling that the Bills are, are due for some sort of, like, collapse next year. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, like, maybe, like, a relative to who they are, like, as a team. You know, maybe it's, a regression. like, a mini collapse. Maybe it's just, like, a drop down to nine or ten wins. But, like, I think the Bills are due for... They've got a lot of free agents. Some bad things next year. They've got a lot of free agents. Jordan Poirier basically, uh, he went on a podcast and said he wants to play for a team that preferably doesn't have the state take half of his money. So it sounds like he might be looking to get out of Buffalo. Let's look up the Bills free agents here. I know they got to bring Jordan Poirier back. Uh, they have a decision to make at... Roger Saffold. Running back to, I think they have some offensive line pieces. Tremaine Edmonds, yep. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Tyrell just, Dodson, you know, that's the biggest one. I just have a weird, weird feeling about the Buffalo Bills next year. I just It feels like some things are going to go south quickly for them. I could see it. some bad vibes. I could see it. Especially with, like, Stefan Diggs, too. Like, he doesn't see that. I saw vibes. some rumors that he wants to go team up in Dallas with his brother. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> All right, good opening drive. We'll uh, we got some conference attorneys to talk on the other side. Mid-major conference tournaments rolling along here on this Tuesday. Got started off yesterday with the Atlantic Sun, a couple of play-ins. Bellarmine uh, actually won. We had our first 
near buzzer beater. The shot technically went through with .4 seconds left, but uh, Bellerman beating North Florida by two, and then we had Queens uh, getting the win over Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. But uh, three more tournaments start today, and the A-Sun quarterfinals roll along. Sam, I'll ask you, which one do you want to – which which preview do you want first, Sunbelt, Patriot League, Horizon? I'd like the Horizon League, please. Well, the Horizon League, I'll tell you what. It is year in and year out one of the craziest conference tournaments. Mm-hmm. Hardly ever does the one seed win. Uh, the number one seed this year changed hands roughly a million times. Uh, I believe Youngstown State. Yeah, Youngstown State was the you know the one seed by the end of it, but this year in the Horizon. Everyone was separated by, I think, very little uh, at the end of the day. And there were some really, really impressive individual performances this year in the Horizon. Just some great scorers in this conference, including the nation's best and Antoine Davis. Uh, today, your first round games, you got Uwe Pui. They were going Uwe to play Pui. Robert Morris of Green Bay, Wright State, and IPFW, the Mastodons, they got Detroit Mercy. Um I think your favorite is obviously, you know, championship game is going to be next Tuesday. I think your favorite is obviously Youngstown State. Uh, they've finally kind of broken through in the sixth year of Gerald Calhoun's tenure. Um, they just put up numbers. They they score in bunches. Dwayne Cohill averages seventeen point nines a game, nine points a game. They have the thirty second ranked offense in college basketball. Uh, led the Horizon in effective field goal percentage. They score in bunches, but right behind them. Northern Kentucky is right up there with a great zone defense and the tournament experience. Cleveland State um, has an Iowa State transfer, and they really just pound the interior. Milwaukee uh, playing great, and Bart Lundy's first year as head coach. Even down the line, like Wright State is definitely a team you don't want to write out right off. Purdue-Fort Wayne uh, – has at least shown that they can beat some of the top teams in Detroit Mercy again. There's always a chance when you got Antoine Davis. He is averaging 64 points a game. Uh, I didn't. I completely just. My brain broke for a second. He is 64 points away from breaking the NCAA scoring record. He averages 27 points a game. I don't know Dang. how I said that, but. 64 points away from passing passing Pete Maravich and his long-standing Division One scoring record. That's really what I'm watching for tonight. Mm-hmm. Is uh, can Detroit Mercy get past in their first tournament game uh, IPFW tonight and get Antoine Davis a chance to break the scoring record? That would be awesome. But, yeah, your favorite Youngstown State in this one. And, and not a lot of great teams. You know, I don't think you're looking at a, a tremendously high seed or anything coming out of this tournament. Uh, but I think think this one's going to be fun. Prediction, your winner. You're going to have to pick one for each one. I'm going to ask you. So better get used to it, Buster. I got, I got no idea. I just gave you a preview. What else do you need? Can we spin a wheel for it? 
Can I do, can I do my can you track all of your mid-major games? Like you'll track every single mid-major game and then we'll spin a wheel for me for every single game and we'll see who has the higher Well, that actually wouldn't really be that that really wouldn't be that good. No, you just you just be spinning. So you just spin a wheel over would, under <laughs> in the spread. Yeah, put all know. four on there and then pick one of the one of them. Can we do that? I want my mid major basketballs to mid major basketball tournament outcomes to be provided by a wheel. I don't know, man. You you do your thing. Um, really want Detroit Mercy to win. Really want Antoine Davis to get into the tournament. I think Youngstown State gets upset in this tournament. I think Northern Kentucky wins the Horizon. I'll, I'll root for the. I'll root for the story. I'll take Detroit Mercy. You'll take Detroit Mercy. That's your pick. I like a good storyline. You sold me on the storyline. At the end of the day, someone's going to probably be like a 15 seed out of this conference and, and probably not win a tournament game. But the conference tournament itself is going to be a blast. My picks for this one, I'm 1-1 one one so far. Started 1-1 one one yesterday, but right. plus a half unit. Okay. Uh, my picks for the Horizon today, I got IUPUI plus 1 or plus 14, one unit. Uh, Green Bay versus Wright State under 146.5, and a half, half a unit. IPFW versus Detroit under 153.5, a half, half a unit. And uh, – and the last one, Oakland, Northern Kentucky. Sorry, yeah, Oakland, Northern Kentucky. I had it written down. Now I lost it. I guess that's tomorrow. So I guess there were only three today. Yeah, I had it right. There were only three today. Okay. But that's, uh, that's what I got in the horizon. Okay. We still got Matthew on the phone. We did not. Matthew dropped. We lost Matthew, so I guess we'll carry on. Horizon starts today. We also got the Sun Belt starting today. Also got the uh, Patriot League starting today. We going next conference that we want to preview? Yeah, which one, Sam? Mm, let's go Sun Belt. Sun Belt. Sun Belt should be fun too, but it's a little bit more, a little bit more top heavy. Uh, first round starts tonight with some bad teams playing. Really not great basketball. Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, and Texas State. Your one seed in this one, Southern Miss, and your two seed, Louisiana, and really even your three seed, Marshall. Those are all three teams that can threaten somebody in the NCAA tournament. James Madison, even as the four seed, has won some impressive games this year. Uh, but the Sun Belt's one of those one of those conferences where whoever wins this one is a threat is a real threat and southern miss is probably one of the best turnarounds in all of college basketball probably one of the best stories in college basketball going 25 and 6 this year 14 and 4 to win the conference um they eclipsed their prior win total before their first loss this season hmm. That's won impressive. their first outright conference title since 1991 in nine of their last 11 games, they've won by two or more possessions. And a lot of it has to do with them flipping the – I mean, just, just flipping their roster around with the transfer portal. Uh, Louisiana, another good team. Strong defensively. Um, 
but they really kind of get it done offensively. Marshall, only team in the country that has two players averaging 20 points a game or more with Tavion Kinsey and Andrew Taylor. And then James Madison, uh, just kind of solid all around, just a really well-balanced team. Other teams to kind of look at, maybe Troy, maybe Old Dominion makes a run, but I think it comes from one of those top four teams. And I think it is going to be Southern Miss. They're playing great basketball right now. Again, they're one of the best stories in the country. I like Southern Miss. I like their experience. Sam, who's your pick in the uh, Sun Belt? I'm just looking here. Marshall's the three seed in the tournament, but the betting favorite in the tournament. Yeah. That's interesting. They uh, were the one seed until the final day. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they, they nice, lost the like, one final seed day by collapse. blowing a lead on the final day, too. Okay. Um, That's too easy. Too easy? You like Marshall? Give me the Raging Cajuns. You like the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Yep. I like Southern Miss, and tonight I like the over in Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, and the over in Georgia State and Texas State. And then finally tonight, tipping off Patriot League, which to me this one doesn't feel all that dramatic. Uh, to me it feels like Colgate's going to – just run through this conference with their reign of terror. That's what they want you to think. They finished with conference play with 10 wins by double digits. They were 17-1 and one in the conference. Um, the two seeds, Navy, who they just smoked on the road. The three seeds, Lehigh. The four seeds, Army. Look, Matt Langle, again, Needs a, a better job at this point. Someone needs to hire him away from Colgate. But once again, Colgate's finished the year as a top three-point three shooting team. Once again, they're the top effective field goal percentage team in the country. Once again, they hold home court advantage throughout the tournament. And they have not lost a Patriot League home game since before COVID. Wow. <laughs> Navy's 10-2 and two since MLK Day. Uh, they did. I mean, they they had a nice comeback in the second half to make their score respectable against Colgate in the last game of the year. They really, really played some great defense. But I'm, I'm rolling with Colgate in this one. Sneaky underdog, American, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'll take Colgate. I mean, Colgate. I'm not going to bet against the team that's Colgate, shooting dude. forty and a half percent. It's a Colgate, and if three. you. Are going to if you see Colgate on your schedule or on your side of the bracket or you know on the other side of your little run half a box three run. fourths of a rectangle that we see you know that the four that make the brackets yeah if if you're matched up with Colgate in the first round good luck that is nightmare fuel I do not want to play Colgate I really 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 don't want to play Colgate where do you think Joe Lenardi has Colgate right now playing Tennessee. <laughs> That'd be really funny if they did. <laughs> no, um, I actually I haven't looked at this morning's bracket. I, I have no idea. So let me see where they have Colgate at these days. I imagine they're like a 14 seed. Yep, they are. I mean, they're going to be in in, in like Tennessee range. Right now, Tennessee projected to be a three seed. Uh, the four the projected 14 seeds are Colgate, Furman, UC Irvine, and Toledo. Wow. I don't really like that. No. <laughs> don't really like that at all. I don't want to play I don't want to play Colgate and I don't really want to play Toledo. 
Furman shoots a lot of threes, but I'd be cool with them, and, and I'm cool with UC Irvine, too. What if the committee is just like, let's put the best three-point shooting team against the best three-point defense in the league and see what happens? Let's just see what happens. Country. They're not allowed <clears throat> to do that. They can't do that, right? I hope not. Anyway, Colgate is going to run through the Patriot. Uh, the Horizon Sunbelt should be more fun. Horizon is really like 1 through 10 can win that conference. I love Sun that. Belt, I feel like 1 through 4 can win that conference. And Patriot League, I think 1 through 1 okay. is going to win <laughs> okay. that conference. Uh, that's kind of your breakdown. My bets tonight in the Patriot League, I got Bucknell plus 6 for a unit, Loyola minus 5.5 uh, for a unit, and I believe those are the only two. A-Sun quarterfinals get going tonight, too. Basically, it's going to be Kennesaw State and Liberty trying to avoid upsets and route to meeting with each other in the championship game. But uh, we'll catch a break. We'll do a little Tuesday draft on the other side. All right, all right, all right. Let's draft. It's Tuesday. So uh, we're going to keep doing what we do. What we do is drafting. No Andy, obviously, anymore these days. It's just the two of us. So We won't have a winner anymore, but we will keep drafting. We can just alternate who picks the topics. <laughs> I like it. If anyone wants to like call in and tell us who you think won, we'll, we'll accept that as the winner as well. Yeah. Um, today, drafting NCAA tournament dark horses. Uh, entering March. March right around the, the corner. Is there a... 13 hours from now, essentially. Do they need to be in we'll like say, inside the tournament field right now? Or they can be outside the tournament field. They just have to be outside of Joe Lenardi's projected top four seeds right now. So okay. five seed or lower. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go three each, and we're just gonna snake it with, or we're not gonna snake three it. Three each. Alternate. Three picks each. Three picks each. Okay. Alternating picks. Okay. Sam, I'll let you have the honors. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm going to take a kind of surging Kentucky team. I think that's going to be the first the first team I'm going to take. Uh, according to Lenardi right now, Kentucky a six seed. They're all the way up to a six. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That is, uh, that's not a six seed I'd want to be playing right now. Kentucky's playing some solid basketball right now. They have... Yeah, they've just turned it around, you know, since beating Tennessee. Uh, they've scored 82 and 86. That offense is starting to turn it around. You know, they've they've kind of switched around their lineups a little bit, and it's really helped them. I just know you never want to see a Coach Cal Kentucky team start getting hot at the very end of February. That's just never. like it's <laughs> never. It's just scary. So I'm going to go Kentucky to be I, to be right there. I will say the only thing I've enjoyed has been the reaction from Kentucky fans like Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're, back, we're, back, we're, we're back. so good. Look at how great we are. And it's just like congrats okay. guys. You guys have gone from Ken Palm number 2 preseason <laughs> to falling out of the tournament. Out of the tournament to like now you're Back up to a succeed. They think a, that being in the tournament now is like, hey, we're going to win it. Like, what a great <laughs> season for the Kentucky Wildcats to really uh, – a scrappy bunch to get all the way up to a six seed. What a performance from, from Coach Cal, man. What a great <laughs> coach. Yeah. Let's not like, – No, you're still not meeting expectations 
but you just failed to meet expectations so poorly <laughs> at the start of the season that now coming a little bit closer to failing meeting expectations feels like a win. That is hilarious that Kentucky has fallen to the point where that's where they're at as a fan base now, but I guess that happens when you just haven't won an NCAA tournament game in, in nearly 2,000 days. days. <laughs> 2,000 like, of them. It's like Big Cat's uh, like NFL teams ranking. Kentucky's officially frisky. They're, they're getting frisky. frisky. Yeah, they're like, frisky. They can they can definitely lay an egg at any time, but they can they can play a good game. Imagine how long it just like a month feels. Yeah, <laughs> that's thirty days. Now imagine two thousand days, yeah. and that's how long it's been since Kentucky's won an NCAA tournament. That's game. That's pretty cool. My first pick in this dark horse draft. Give me NC State. Mm. Volatile team. Look, I. They could get beat by twenty two in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and I wouldn't bat an eye. But they could also escape the first round of the NCAA tournament, get a one seed in the second round, and beat that one seed. You know, that that's the kind of volatile, like, streaky team they are, and I think that kind of makes for a good dark horse. Like, Terquavion Smith, uh, Jarkel Joyner, that is quite the backcourt, and, and, and guard play is going to be so important, obviously, in March, it always is. It's always highlighted. Those two are explosive scorers. They're veteran players. I think they have the ability to potentially drive some sort of run. And then you have a guy in DJ Burns, too, that is terribly out of shape and, and call a spade a spade, just fat. <laughs> Can't really give them a lot of minutes because he's, well, too fat. But when he does play, he presents an interesting matchup problem. So I got NC State. Uh, your second pick, Sam. Uh, my second pick, I'm going to go over to the Creighton Jays. Creighton currently projected as a – just lost it here. No, six seed. Creighton currently projected a six seed. Uh, Tennessee would be, you know, with a win and a Creighton win, would they would be slated for a second-round matchup. Uh, that would be kind of scary. This Creighton team <laughs> – they're just balanced, man. They've got they've got five guys that that are in double figures, averaging. Obviously, Ryan Kalbrenner, seven footer, averaging fifteen a game, six, shooting seventy one percent from the field. I mean, leading the leading He's the country. He's a dog. He's a dog. Uh, Trey Alexander, Baylor Shireman, like they just got some guys there. They're playing some good basketball lately. Teams that just have that. That well-roundedness you've got when you can get those you know, five close to six guys in uh, in double figures, that's big. Um, but their bench production would kind of probably be a would be a little bit of a concern of mine. But definitely a dark horse. I was just looking at the uh, the latest projected bracket. Mm-hmm. Tennessee projected to go to Greensboro. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at. I mean, this doesn't mean a lot right now in terms of like the the location, but you know, you're getting closer to being able to have a pretty decent idea of who's going to go where. We could have a super random collection of fan bases in Greensboro, like a to me a hilariously random one. St. Mary's, VCU, mm. <laughs> Virginia, Hofstra, Creighton, Nevada, Tennessee, and Furman. Heck yeah. I would. I want to. That makes me want to go to the first round again. If that's what we're going to get in Greensboro, I, I'm planning on going down to Savannah, Georgia, for St. Patrick's Day, and I'm thinking about maybe just going like 
five hours north and hitting Greensboro. Savannah for St. Patrick's Day. That's yeah, I've got a couple buddies that, that live break? down there now. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Um, my second pick in this draft. Gosh, do I really want to? No, I don't. I'm going to go Texas A&M instead. I'm going with another eight seed. I thought about doubling down on the SC, on the ACC, but that's not a recipe for success. The seventh best conference in America, but I will take Texas A&M. I mean, they uh, again they've graded out as a top five team since the since conference play started. Uh, I think that they can present some interesting matchup problems. I like their versatility. I like their ability to kind of just switch on everything, with, you know, defensively. Um, and again, I, I really like Buzz Williams as a March coach. So I, I think that A and M could definitely be another one of those pesky teams. Uh, that's my second pick. Sam, your last pick. Oh man, In the dark horse draft of twenty twenty three. I'm not going to take him. I know what you were about to take there. Miami. Yeah. I'm not taking Miami. I'm not falling for it. I'm going to take. I'm going to go to the Big Ten. And I'm going to take a projected seven seed right now mm. in Michigan State. Oh, I thought you were going to go Maryland. No. Maryland is playing some good basketball right now. Michigan State. They don't do it for me at all. Really? Not at all. Really? I think they're going to lose in the first round. I I'd like Michigan State. If they played Florida Atlantic in Des Moines right now, like it's projected, I would give me Florida Atlantic like by eight. I like Michigan State. Jaden Atkins, hell of a shooter, shooting uh, 42% from three. I don't know. It's 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 Tom Izzo in the tournament. Um, you know, I think you can just go back to the some of those things where you get some experience, and then you've got a, a coach like Izzo. Uh, you know, his he's got re- resume speaks for itself. The guy's got <clears throat> a lot of experience in the tournament. I just think that that Michigan State team has been playing some some solid basketball right now. I I mean, I would say if they're playing FAU right now, Charlie, that's Probably a matchup I would be staying away from, but I think they're another frisky team. Um, you know, they lose that heartbreaker against Iowa, obviously. They have they beat Indiana. That was a good win for them. But I just think that when you get down into March, you've got that experience from some older guys. You've got uh, Tyson Walker, senior. Joey Hauser, senior. A.J. Hogger, junior. Like, I just think that that experience plays a big factor in March. And when you've got a coach like Izzo, I think that, you know, those kind of teams can band together and make a run happen. So I'm going to go Michigan State. Look, I do want to take Miami. I mean, I really do. I can just imagine Larenaga right now just unleashing those experienced guards, Nigel Pack and company, on the tournament field. But then the defense actually steps up and matches the intensity of March and they're set up to go on a run because those guards are great. That offense is great. I do like Miami a lot, um, but I'm not going to take them here. I'm not going to. Um, instead, I'm going to go with the seven seed Duke. So I still am going to stay in the ACC, but inconsistency characterized Duke's early season results. I mean, you know, you even think back to like PK 85 and, Highs and lows. They nearly lost to nine, you know, ten win Oregon State. Then picked up a great win over Xavier. Then got blown out by like Purdue. I mean, a lot of inconsistency. But they've been playing more consistent basketball lately, and it, they've been moving the ball better a lot. You know, they've been moving the ball a lot better lately as well. Uh, you know, some guys getting healthy for Duke, but 
Blue Devils have assisted on 60% of their uh, made baskets in each of the last four wins. This feels like a team that's starting to put it together. They are. You know, kind of like UNC a little bit last year. I think they're a better comp for last year's UNC than this year's UNC is a comp for last year's UNC. They still have, like, Jeremy Roach that provides a little bit of experience to this team to, to add in with the freshmen. And, you know, again, part of it is just the the name brand that is the Duke Blue Devils. But, I mean, Roach had 10, 10 assists against Virginia Tech in the last game out. I'm feeling better about this Duke team, even though I don't want to feel good about Duke. But... All five starters have been in double digits their last two games. Mm. All right. So been, your dark horse draft is Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, Michigan State and why well, am I blanking on my middle one? How'd you forget? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, Creighton. 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 Thank you. Creighton. Another blue team. Michigan State. Creighton. Who was the first? Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Michigan State, Creighton, and Kentucky versus Duke, NC State, and A&M. Two ACC teams. Interesting. And almost one with a third. <laughs> I guess like that's just Charlie kinda, just loves the ACC. The as top a of the ACC, conference. I mean, that is just like scrappy dogs. Like that's just kind of like what the top of the ACC has become. Don't like Virginia at all. for what No, no, no. Virginia's not playing good basketball I'm, right now. I'm intrigued by Duke, Miami, and NC State. Like, I think that one of those three makes a run. And Miami always that, makes a run, I think too. that Miami is the one that's most well-equipped to make that run. I still don't forgive Miami for losing to Loyola, <laughs> setting us up for failure. Would we beat Miami? Yeah, we would have beaten Miami. <laughs> Kidding me? Of course we would have beaten Miami. Did you see Sister Jean took Kentucky? As, of course as Sister Jean took She's like, Kentucky. Oh, I think She's working Kentucky with the devil. Cats look good. Of course she did. <laughs> She's not a good person. She's lying to you. She's using this whole nun thing as a front to convince you that she's a good person. That she's a good she's person? Not. She's not, and her picking the Kentucky Wildcats proves it. You've got such a strong hatred towards that woman that did I mean she did something to you, but I don't I don't hate the nun. I don't hate hate's don't a strong know. word. I try not to use hate. I think you do hate her, Charlie. Hey, no, 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 no. Hate is a word that we're not using here. Do I dislike that nun? Yeah. I Strongly. dislike I, I, I dislike the heck out of that nun, but we're not using the word hate. We're not throwing around hate for a hundred and three year old woman. Or Porter Moser. You've got morals. <laughs> or Loyola Chicago and those stupid scarf wearing. Oh, I hate them. What are you going to do? Don't hate them. Don't hate them. Um, <laughs> what what gonna... am I going to do when they run through the A-10 somehow and end up as a 14 seed <laughs> playing Tennessee in the first round? I don't know. Not go to Greensboro, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, it's 11.54, Sam. I need your best bet, your score prediction, and your leading score tonight. All right. Um... For best bet, I actually will go over to that NC State and Duke game. Yeah. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to take a six and a half. Duke playing some good basketball right now at home. Uh, they got embarrassed by NC State, too, the last time they played them at NC State. So I think it's a little bit of a revenge game. As for the Tennessee game, 
I will also lay the points. Uh, I believe that Tennessee wins this game by double digits. And I believe that Josiah James is your leading scorer. All righty. My best bet tonight, it's one of my conference tourney bets. I like the over in uh, Georgia State and Texas State a lot. Both of these teams don't play defense. I especially think on like a play-in night like tonight, the 11 versus the 14 in the Sun Belt, I think that you're just going to have a bunch of sloppy points. Just a big old slop fest that leads to like an 88 to 85 game. Uh, don't know who wins it. Don't care because they both suck. But I think it goes over. That total is sitting at 131.5. These teams come into this one having lost a combined nine straight. I think they're just going to score mm. a bunch. So that's my best bet for tonight. My t- prediction for Tennessee, Arkansas. I mean, we laid it out. I-, I really do like Tennessee in this game. I think they match up well. Arkansas has been. A pretty mediocre basketball team on the road this year, and Tennessee is a tough place to come get a win. I like Tennessee to win this one 71 to 61, and I like Olivier Kamwa to lead the way with 16. But, uh, Sam, give me some Rocky Top on the way out. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday. Hope you can make it out to TBA if you get the chance. Last home game of the year, it's your last opportunity. That That's always a sad feeling when, it, when it's the last home game of the year, but. Vols and Razorbacks tonight. Hey, go Vols for Sam Beard, for Charlie Collier. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a great day. John Reed, Talk Sports. We're up next.